Welcome to Liberty Lockdown. Please scan your barcode. Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from and where did it go? What it do, party people? Clint Russell, Liberty Lockdown. Man, what a weekend. Holy hell. I know it's all like nerdy online, too online shit, but um, Joe Rogan followed me. <laughs> it was so cool. Uh, sorry, I got a fanboy for a second. Give you a little backstory as to why this is such a big deal to someone like me. In 2010, I had just bought my first home um, a couple months prior, and I don't even know how I discovered it, but someone put me on the Joe Rogan experience and it was around like episode 40 or so, I think. Uh, and I listened to one and I was like, this is the first time I have heard free speech ever. That was the vibe I got. I was like, these, this is a conversation that me and my friends have all the time, you know, when we're drinking or at around a poker table or whatever. And I got to hear it. And I was like, it was like a, the first breath of air that I had gotten from the media in maybe my entire life. So I spent the remainder of that evening listening to every single episode I could get my hands on before I just passed out of exhaustion. I listened to like five episodes back to back to back to back to back. And I fell asleep as the sun was coming up. And I just, I've been a fan ever since. I, I really, I think that's why I do what I do now. I mean, that plus Dave Smith inspiring me, thinking that there was actually a pathway for this type of uh, conversation to be had and that an audience might be interested in. But the first podcast that ever really, uh, you know, gripped me was the Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan experience. And for him to now follow me is just like so surreal. So surreal. Um, Got to give a shout out to Dave. Dave, if it were not for Dave, I don't think there's any chance this happens. Uh, what happened was I took a four minute clip of RFK just eviscerating the entire, uh, you know, COVID narrative. And I said, you know, in less than five minutes, this man can make the American people completely reconsider everything they ever thought they knew about the medical industry, something like that. And Rogan retweets it and Dave being the superhero that he is immediately sees it. He had been texting with Rogan. He messaged him and he says, yo, you just retweeted my boy, Clint Russell, like, da 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 da. you know, he's awesome. And just like big ups me. And, uh, I don't get a follow right away. And then like, right as the comedy club in Austin is closing, I guess Joe goes back on his phone and he follows me. So I wake up to it and I was like, this is just so cool. I'm sorry. I just spent three minutes probably boring you guys to death. But, uh, for me, it was a very special thing. And I hope that you can now understand why it's, uh, it's wild. I can hardly put it into words, honestly. And I know that sounds corny, but it's the truth. So I'm just telling you the truth. Um, all right. So, and <laughs> by the way, Rogan has been on like a Twitter hiatus for years, like all through COVID. He never, never was on Twitter. If he was, it was very brief. It was just like sending out a promo for something or whatever, you know, like come to my comedy club. Because of the the, J, uh, the RFK interview, all the, like, everyone has come out of the woodworks. All of the scientific community, aka the establishment uh, scientific community, comes out and they are just absolutely eviscerating Rogan. For those that are not on Twitter, and I know I have some listeners, I'm sure, that aren't, uh, 
Joe Rogan has not been on Twitter basically at all for three years. Like since the COVID hysteria broke out, he's just been MIA. Probably for his own mental health because he's become such a focal point of the media. But because he had on RFK Jr. about five days ago now, maybe it was a week, I don't know, um, went super viral. This uh, this episode was just absolutely huge. And all, the, the usual suspects, all of the media apparatus that have been propagating the lockdown narrative for three years and... Uh, and lying to the American people, largely, they come out in full force and they are condemning Joe Rogan big time and saying uh, he's spreading misinformation and how dare he. In fact, Dr. Peter Hotez uh, tweets out something to the effect of this is on Spotify. This is on Spotify for allowing for this type of misinformation to get to have a platform which is absolutely laughable because Rogan would have a platform if he had no platform. <laughs> like the guy could just create his own servers and an RSS feed and you could never stop him. So you're wrong. He would probably be doing even bigger numbers because you have to actually pay for Spotify. If he could just give it out to people for free, it would be enormous, but he wanted financial security. So he went with Spotify. Anyways, Hotez, who's been a guest on Joe Rogan multiple times, has had the opportunity to speak to his 10 million plus audience multiple times. God knows how much money he's made off of shilling his books on Rogan. He comes out essentially demanding censorship of a guy who he has had the, the blessing of to go out and, you know, spread his own narrative, which I, by the way, I think he spreads more misinformation, misinformation than RFK, just my opinion, but you know, setting that aside. And this is what, about a month ago, before he does that, he, uh, this is Dr. Hotez, he says, I'm quite concerned about the Elon Tucker link. Then fold in Rogan and RFK Jr. and it becomes a pretty formidable coalition with neo-fascist leanings. In some ways darker or perhaps more dangerous than Trump. In my opinion, awful. I just hope Team Biden is preparing. This is a quote tweet on Tucker's first episode when he, for those that don't know, he, Tucker is now fired from Fox or, you know, sidelined by Fox. So he's doing his show like once a week, Twitter exclusive. And this is his response is to tie him in with all of these figures, which by the way, I don't think any of them are actually fascist or neo-fascist, whatever he means by that. Uh, but that's, that's what he calls him. He calls, you know, Rogan that. Which is, uh, yeah, pretty insulting, I would say, particularly given that Joe is, you know, self-declared liberal or left. Uh, just an absolutely brazen attack on his character. But that's what he did. So for those that are unfamiliar with Dr. Hotez, he has had a front row seat to some of the most fascist, if I do say so myself, rants against the unvaccinated over the past three years. Here's a little montage for you to give a taste if you're totally unfamiliar with him, as I'm sure we all wish One we of the things were. that we're not hearing a lot about is the unique potential safety problem of coronavirus vaccines. And then something changed. Any vaccine released by emergency use authorization by the FDA is an outstanding uh, vaccine. When you hear the beep, 
That's the sound of safety. So don't overthink it. Uh, they're they're both really good. Vac they're all really good vaccines. Get vaccinated now. You gotta call now. If you wait, uh, it's gonna be really too late to protect your child. If this was your child, what happens next could make it the worst day of your life. Vaccinate your children. Do the right thing. Be safe and not sorry. I'm strongly recommending for adolescents to get their two doses of vaccine and fully immunized after those two doses. Advanced technology that can help save lives. This is going to be a long-lasting vaccine. A long-lasting vaccine. A few moments later. We're seeing that two doses is not holding up well for emergency room visits. It's not holding up well for hospitalizations. Here we go <laughs> Everyone's going to need a booster. You need that third immunization. Triple the amount. Get that third immunization. The two mRNA vaccines were always a three-dose vaccine. The two mRNA vaccines were always a three-dose vaccine. <laughs> We've, I've always said this is a three-dose vaccine. We've, I've always said this is a three-dose vaccine. This is a three-dose vaccine. But I'm not done yet. That third immunization. The problem is it's not holding up. So we may have to look at sort of innovative solutions. Oh, God, not this again. <laughs> you get the idea. So, yeah, this dude's a fucking fraud, right? <laughs> Could it be any more obvious? Um, yeah, he's a fraud. But uh, that's that's what he made his money off of for three years. <laughs> it's just going on CNN, MSNBC and lying very blatantly and egregiously so for a very long time and is he questioned for his accuracy no rfk is the quack rfk is the lunatic according to people on his you know side of the aisle i don't even know why there's a side of the aisle here honestly like are we not interested in getting to the truth here this is what really disturbs me about this okay it seems as if we are slipping into a dark ages intellectually. And I'm, I'm honestly, I don't think I'm being hyperbolic in saying that there is a, a knee jerk reaction to a request to debate an idea, a concept, a, you know, this, that is met with such unmitigated hostility. It's genuinely concerning, like deeply concerning, seriously. Why would you not? His entire life's work is dedicated to this field. Dr. Hotez. RFK Jr., on the other hand, is an attorney and a legacy politician. And yes, he's litigated a bunch of like natural disaster type things. And I'm sure he's litigated some things in the vaccine um, arena as well. But it's not his, it's not his expertise compared to Dr. Hotez, the scion of medical information right would it not be a walkover should it not be a walkover because uh, spike cohen and i were you know talking about this and i was like i was like imagine if a presidential candidate mind you this is not some some you know freak off the streets handy with the steel if you know what i mean it, this is not some clown that's just like no one's listening to this is a presidential candidate with the second highest polling numbers in the Democrat party who just got done talking to God knows how many people, 20 million already, probably on, on, on its way to being the most listened to podcast in human history. Cause that's what's happening primarily because Dr. Hotez is such a coward that he has Streisand affected the universe into wanting to hear what RFK had to say on that. 
And because he's not willing to debate it, now he's going uncontested. Which, by the way, Dr. Hotez believes that this is so dangerous. This, this is such dangerous, dangerous misinformation that people will die. That uh, un countless people have and will die because of the nonsense that RFK Jr. is spreading. That's his position. But he won't debate him. He'll just sit on the sideline. That's so crazy. Just think about the logic there. Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, legitimize his positions. Bro, he just talked to 20 million people. You think maybe you want to counter that? If you actually believe anything that you've been saying, I would say it's worth doing. So I was, I was joking with, uh, with Spike. It's like, all right, what if a presidential candidate said that the mortgage broker industry was responsible for countless deaths? <laughs> And this presidential candidate wants to debate you, Clint. And guess what? Joe Rogan is going to pay $100,000 to your charity of choice. All you have to do is to debate this guy. But the answer is fucking yes. It's super yes. I'm going to mop the floor with this guy. How could he possibly compete with me? I ran a mortgage company for over a decade. This dude's an attorney. He has no fucking clue what he's talking about. I'm going to massacre him. It's going to be hilarious. Oh, and I get to do it in front of 10 million people? Sign me the fuck up. You ain't even got to pay me. Let me just smoke this dude. It's going to be fucking awesome. No. Not even for 100 grand. He turns it down for 100 grand. And guess what? Tim Pool and blah, blah, blah. Patrick, Matt, David, all these people just keep dumping money. They keep saying... I even threw a thousand on it. People just keep saying, I'll put a hundred grand. I'll put a hundred grand. This motherfucker gets offered $1.5 million <laughs> to debate his own expertise in front of over 10 million people. And he's a book shill. He's offered 10, 10 million people audience, at least. I mean, with this debate at this point, it would be fucking 40 million people that would tune in to watch this. And you have an opportunity to just mop the floor with this quack RFK. And you get a hundred, you get $1.5 million to put to whatever the fuck you want. And your answer is no, I'm not going to legitimize him. You fraud, you liar, you thief, you cheat, you stealing motherfucker, you liar. Oh, it's so obvious. You're so afraid, bro. You can't beat an attorney in debating your own profession, bruh. You're a clown. You're an embarrassment to your entire field. And guess what? You ain't the only one. Most people in your position, Fauci, any of these motherfuckers, put them up against RFK. Let's see what's up. None of them will do it. You know why? I think it's actually not even necessarily about ego. I think it's because of criminal liability. Because if you get caught up, Hotez testified before the Congress under oath, right? I would assume. I haven't looked it up, but probably. So if you get turned upside down and inside out by RFK in front of 20 million people, and suddenly they go, oh, you perjured yourself, homeboy. A jail. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But to me, that's a pretty 
reasonable analysis as to why this dude's being such a coward. Just, just think about it. Food for thought. And if it ain't that, maybe he knows he's full of shit. Maybe he knows he can't win the debate. That's also a possibility. I don't buy for a motherfucking second that the reason you don't want to debate RFK is because you don't want to legitimize him. Because guess what, homeboy? He's legitimized. It just happened. It happened for all the world to see. And you, my dear friend, not really, have been delegitimized. Big time. Oh, it's so good. All right, so we got to get into more of this. This, I mean, this goes deep. If you're bored by this, I apologize. This is super interesting to me. I think this this ties in so much to everything we li lived through in the past three years. But uh, if you're bored by it, hey, I forgive you. All right, so Mark Cuban, he quote tweets Joe. And he says, way to talk in generalities, Joe. Not saying there aren't a lot of fucked up things about pharma. That's why we created, I'm not even going to plug it because fuck him. But to ignore that the same industry has saved who knows how many lives is bullshit and you know it. It's also disrespectful to all the doctors, researchers, and medical professionals that dedicate their lives to saving lives. Like Dr. Hotez and the 800,000 plus doctors in the country that believe vaccines save lives. You aren't trying to find the ground truth on vaccines. If you were, you would bring on someone who focused on debating the issue. Like, I don't know who this guy is. Um continues trying to bully dr hotez is ridiculous you have producers that will prepare you and you get to control the conversation rfk also has a staff ready to prepare him and these topics are what he talks about in every speech oh hey dr hotez is a fucking scientist in this shit right does he need a team to prepare him what are we talking about all right sorry continuing on you both do this on a daily basis dr hotez works every day to try to find ways to help people in this fucking industry, bro. Uh, Joe, you and Elon Musk Twitter are the mainstream online media and your platform has have become everything supposedly wrong with MSM. You are driven by self-interest, just like the MSM always has been accused of. And you both have earned that right. You busted your asses to, uh, to be great at what you do and earned all you have accomplished. But don't lie to yourself and all of us and tell us you are different. You aren't. What a clown. So I respond, this is so incredibly weak. <laughs> Number one, Joe need not drive ratings. Let me extrapolate on that. He has over 10 million viewers, no matter what he fucking puts on there. Every episode, 10 million plus. He doesn't need to drive ratings. I would assure you, I would guarantee anything that Joe's contract is not tied to the listenership. There's no way he would have entered that if that was the case. Because he was coming off of YouTube, he was entering a, a, a great unknown, he was offered a guaranteed deal, I guarantee it. Number two, why would Hotez need to prepare to defend his life's work? <laughs> why? And then I continue on, it is a three hour unscripted convo. If the, in that setting, the truth will win out. If you are concerned that your guy can't hack it, maybe you should ask yourself why. I think those are all fair points. And I get bombarded with some of the craziest, craziest responses I've ever seen. And I'm just going to read you off a few of them because <clears throat> I'm genuinely disturbed by them. Like genuinely. And we need to talk about this because it's, it's this creepy. And granted, some of these are probably bots, but like I got dozens and dozens saying similar 
things, but not the same. So it's not like obviously a bot farm. All right. First person says the truth never plays out in a debate. That's incredibly naive to think. What? All right. So it never, <laughs> never plays out in a debate. The truth never plays out in a debate. What the fuck are we doing? Like, you never feel as if a conversation, like if you hear two people speaking, you don't, you don't process any of that. No critical thinking's happening where you might go, I think that guy sounds like he's more on top of things than this other dude. Never? All right. Next one. The truth would absolutely not win. So <laughs> the other guy says the truth never comes out. This guy says the truth would absolutely not win. He says a liar can spread lies much faster than anyone can fact check or disprove them. What the fuck? What are you talking about? You're sitting right in front of the dude. You say, hey, that's bullshit. Let me tell you why. Okay, I guess not. Next one. Why do you believe that, quote, the truth will win out, end quote, as far as leading listeners to believe it in an unscripted, unstructured conversation? Hmm? Do you still believe this would be true if one of the participants were dishonest? Yeah, bro. If one of the, if one of the participants is lying, of course he's going to be called out and demonstrably so. It's going to be like, yo, you just said this. That's nonsense. I'm a vaccinologist. I'm a biologist. This is my shit. I know what I'm talking about. You're out of you're out of your mind. Like, of course, Dr. Hotez should be able to eat his lunch. So yeah, I mean, if RFK is being dishonest, which by the way, I don't think he is. I think he might be wrong about stuff. I think he actually is wrong about stuff. Personally, I think he is. But that doesn't mean that he's being dishonest. Now, on the other hand, I think Dr. Hotez is being dishonest. <laughs> but we'll set that aside. Last one. The same reason why you'd be guaranteed to lose a debate to a flat earther. You'd be guaranteed to lose a debate to someone who thinks the earth is flat. Holy shit. Continuing. They've got an entire web of bullshit built around their ideas that you need to know beforehand in order to be able to effectively dismantle it. Debates with conspiracy nuts always need a ton of prep. Why? Why would you need a ton of prep? Like, would would NASA like someone someone else uh, tweeted uh, responded to me? What what's next? Is NASA gonna debate flat earthers? Sure. <laughs> let's let's go. Bring it on. Um, I just can't believe this. I can't believe these responses. And this is what I really wanted to talk about. This is a this is an intellectual dark ages. It really is. And, it, and what's maybe more disturbing is that it has it has all the telltale signs of like, and I know James Lindsay has been talking about this. This is the first time I've experienced it to see it for myself. But it really does have the telltale signs of a Gnostic cult. Like they believe that there is a truth that is only knowable to a select few and it cannot be challenged. It becomes essentially a, a religious fact, you know, and these are their scions. These are their, their pastors, their religious leaders, Fauci, Hotez, these guys that are demonstrably wrong and have been about so much, so much for three years straight, but they can't be questioned. And the fact that Joe Rogan would even have the fucking audacity to try and question him. Well, that just cannot stand.
And for that, he must be deplatformed from Spotify. He must be kicked off. He must have no revenue. He must have no audience. Does that sound like the response of a liberal? Someone who believes in free speech and dialogue? Mm, no, it doesn't. No, 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 it doesn't. Does it sound like a religious zealot? Yeah, it does. It does actually sound a lot like a religious zealot. But not one that believes in God. Because most of them are atheistic, right? I think it's interesting. I really do. I think it's interesting that these people have... Um, you know, they've just be—they've just drank so deeply of their own Kool-Aid, and they've—and they've—they've gone so many years now because of the censorship that that transpired, you know, really kicking off ferociously in 2020. They haven't even had the opportunity to hear these counterarguments, the ones that you and I traffic in constantly, right? They haven't heard them. They have been completely inoculated, if you will, from any counterpoints, any countervailing ideas. They like, most of them are completely unaware. And that, that, I mean, just to demonstrate how unaware they are, most of them were like, well, this is going to be a two-on-one, which if you've ever watched Joe Rogan, who's hosted many debates, the dude is like uh, remarkably fair, too fair. He like, all he ever does as the moderator is ask for clarity where he's genuinely confused. That's it. Other than that, the two opponents just go at it. So these people haven't even watched his show. And I'm sure they're convinced that he's some, you know, horse pace eaten moron. That's like, that's what they've been told. That's what CNN told them. As they doctored the footage of, you know, Rogan when he came down with COVID to make him look as if he was, you know, gray. <laughs> Very honest journalism there. These are the no news organizations that they trust Implicit, like no matter what, they never question ever, but they completely lied to them and provably so, but yet no RFK is the danger. We can't allow him to be legitimized, even though Dr. Hotez has spent three fucking years ruining the world. Can't question him. He's our religious leader. That's the vibe I get. And it's a deep one. They really, really seem to think of these people as untouchables, holy even. And I can't tell you how not true that is. And that's the other thing about this intellectual dark ages. They seem to not have the capacity for critical thought. And they, they seem to have lost the ability of skepticism or any individual thought, really like having a individual thought. Like I know Michael Malice talks about this a lot with the NPCs, the non-player characters, the people who are alive, but they don't seem to be having any sort of original thoughts of their own. And I've always thought it was overstated. I, I honestly, I have always thought it's over. Like, yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some dumb people out there, of course, but like the vast majority of people I'm pretty sure are thinking for themselves, at least sometimes. I'm not so sure guys. I'm not so sure. I really don't know. Like some of these people and granted, I'm sure some of them are bots, but some of them are fucking real. The way they respond to this is as if I've attacked both their faith and then there's this weird aspect of it where 
they seem genuinely insulted that anyone would want to have a conversation about these issues. Like you can't have a conversation. Conspiracy theorists, quack, that's all they respond with all day. I've had all of my tweets have been going viral since Rogan followed me. So trust me when I tell you, I've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of responses like this. Some of them from verified people. And there is this like, just this faith that debate is fruitless. Do you know how counter that is to the foundational belief in America, much less democracy, the thing that we're risking World War III to defend in Ukraine? Democracy, which requires, does it not, a thinking populace. To me, that seems pretty fucking important, right? That you don't just trust the government or in this case, your scientific officials. Sometimes there's a hybrid like Fauci where he's government and also a scientific official. You don't just trust them without ever questioning anything or thinking about it for a split second, right? How are you supposed to vote for anything if you're just listening to, quote, the experts? If you don't ever reflect on, should these people be considered experts? I'm not saying that you should never have an expert in a field. If you've actually followed them for a long enough time, you see their track record, you go, that dude knows his shit. That dude is an expert. That dude can be listened to, and I don't have to question everything he says. Dave Smith comes to mind. Most honest motherfucker you know, or consistent, that's what he says. But they apply it to whoever their TV tells them to, and who tells the TV networks who to feed these people. Well, if you learned anything from the Twitter leaks, it's very likely that the government is doing that. It's likely. It's just, it's likely. So that means that the government is putting up these fraudulent actors to propagate narratives that their audience is then told are experts and they should never be questioned and you should do whatever the fuck they say and never question it. Do you think that that might be, uh, I don't know, a pathway to absolute doom the answer is yeah yeah fuck yeah it is that's a pathway to absolute doom and it's completely counter to what america is right god please tell me i'm right here shit concerning i'm genuinely concerned by all this like i can't believe this i can't believe it all right so if we can't ever have a conversation amongst each other to settle our differences, how do we coexist, folks? If I, if I think your expert's full of shit, in fact, I know it because I've followed their track record and they're full of shit, and I'm not allowed to debate them either, but I also can't vote them out because many of them are unelected bureaucrats and those that aren't are just TV talking heads that are put up on CNN and MSNBC night in and night out indoctrinating my grandmother for God's sakes. And now I can't, I can't break through that and I can't debate it and I can't vote them out. How do I live with you? If we can't have a conversation, how do we coexist? This is sincere, man. I'm not even bullshitting. How do I coexist with you if that's the case? Tell me. Tell me how. Now, imagine for a second. Put the shoe on the other foot. I'm speaking to the, the 
you know, lunatics right now. Imagine I have the, the political power and I take this position with your ass and you have no capacity to debate me and I'm just running shit. What do you do? How do you coexist with me? It's a fair question, right? So is this just a game of domination now? Are we just doing away with this facade of democracy where you take a turn, I take a turn. If, if your ideas don't work, we try this out. Are we just doing away with that? Is that done? Is that no longer what we're doing here? Because if that's the case, say it explicitly. Say it with your chest. Let me know what's up. Let me know what time it is. Because that totally changes my calculations, motherfuckers. If that's, if that's really how you view this shit, that you're just going to conquer and dominate me for all eternity. Yeah, I'm not going to be so nice then. I'm not going to be so nice. And I've been nice. Contrary to popular belief, I've been real nice about this shit. But if that's your worldview, well, then I got to change my entire perception of how I get through the next 20, 30 years. I got to. I don't have a choice, right? I got to regroup because I'm actually not an ideologue. I'm actually thinking on the fly. I'm assessing the circumstances and I'm saying, whoa, the strategy that I thought might be beneficial to have debates on the biggest independent platforms because, you know, TV would never do it. But Joe Rogan might like, yeah, let's at least I have one avenue. Oh, no, no, no. You can't have that either. Rip him off of Spotify. Fuck a debate. We can't do that. You don't have some expert scientist debate some quack attorney who's running for president. We can never do that. All right. Well, if that's the case, well, then well, at least let RFK debate Biden. Oh, you can't do that either. Oh, we're not going to do that either. No competition, no conversation, no debate. We're not going to do that either. You don't have a choice, motherfucker. That's that's what they're telling us right that's what they're saying they're saying you don't have a say here big dog you don't get a say we don't put up with your demands for open dialogue because it's proto-fascist <laughs> to want to have a conversation how dare you you piece of shit you <laughs> What are we talking about? We don't debate anymore? Come on, man. Don't do this. Don't do this, America. I promise you. You don't want to go down this path. You don't want to disenfranchise and make half of this country, if not more, feel as if they don't have a capacity for peaceful resolution to the differences amongst the people. You don't want that. I don't want that. But you definitely don't want that, dude. Because I've seen you guys. And you definitely don't want that. You don't. And for the record, neither do I. Because I'm nice. And I told you that already. I'm nice like that. I want to have a peaceful resolution to our disagreements. Because I'm a peaceful person. I'm a peaceful motherfucker. I really am. But y'all are pushing me. Oh, goodness, are you pushing me? What are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you pushing me like that? You out of your fucking mind? Jesus Christ. So yeah, Joe Biden ain't going to debate. We had to trust the science. We censored you. 
violated your First Amendment, locked you in your fucking houses, closed down your businesses, forced you to put something in your body against your will if you wanted to be able to eat or feed your fucking kids. And guess what? We're not going to have a debate about it ever. And we're not going to have a presidential debate either. And then the elections, you know, we'll see if they're legit. Fuck, dude. Y'all are really playing with fire. For real. And I don't know why you're doing it. Unless you've just concluded everything's too corrupt and we can't, we can't possibly let these science-denying lunatics have their hands on the wheel ever again. Because then they'll find out how unbelievably corrupt we are. That could be the case. And you might be right, actually. Because <laughs> I think you guys are really corrupt. But it's super dangerous. And it just seems so unnecessary, you know? Like, liberty is so hard, hard fought. Like, what they... What our founders, what the fucking, the people that came over here, these absolute lunatics, these savages that came thousands of miles across a fucking ocean before air travel existed, risking scurvy and all sorts of shit. They get in the fucking bottom of a boat and they're like, yo, I'll see you in a month. <laughs> Do you know how crazy that is? But they did it because they were in search of what I'm talking about. The principles I'm talking about, freedom, liberty, open dialogue. That's what they did it for, man. So hard fought. And you're going to give it up because you're fucking corrupt, greedy pieces of shit? And you think we're going to let it go? Just like that? That we're never going to say, too far, too much, too fast, too dangerous. This is untenable. You're jeopardizing my kids now. Well, you met that threshold real recently. And I think we've already seen signs of it with Target and all these other companies, Bud Light, et cetera, et cetera. When it comes to the kids, parents do have a line. And I was stunned that they didn't cross it with the, the forced masking and all that. But we're there now. People have been asleep for a very long time and they are waking up. And whether you want to debate RFK or not, Tens and tens, I would, I would imagine 40 to 50 million people are going to watch that episode of RFK on Rogan. And if you don't contend with his arguments, you're going to have at least a third of those people being modest that are going to conclude, holy shit, we've been lied to egregiously and we need to reconsider everything we thought because there is no countering voice. For those people, because the people that are, are tuning into Rogan already, those are the free thinkers. Those are the ones that want open dialogue. Those are the people that will reassess their priors and come to different conclusions from time to time, unlike y'all. And when those people do the quote unquote silent majority, I'm talking tens of millions of people. You want them to just think the worst of you? Would you like to even present a counter argument for them to consider? Or are you just going to let them go straight down the RFK rabbit hole, whole cloth. You want to, you want to test that out? All right. Good luck. I'm actually okay with it. <laughs> I'm good with it. I think this is beautiful. 
like I said, you Streisand affected this thing into being the, the most listened to, most watched podcast in human history. And all it did the entire time was call into question the appeal to authority fallacy, which y'all have fucking shoved down our throats for three years straight. Straight. And that's all that episode does. That is three straight hours of going, appeal to authority is nonsense and these authority figures are frauds. That's what that three hours was. And it was fucking exquisite. Whether he's right about all of the details, don't really give a fuck. What he did do is he lifted the veil off of tens of millions of people's eyes and ears and minds and votes. That's what happened. So you don't want to counter it? Good. Eat shit. I don't give a fuck. I already know what went down. I've been following this shit closer than anybody. I know what's up. I know y'all are frauds. So whether RFK is right on every, you know, crossing his T dot in his eyes, I don't give a shit. Because I would rather people think that you're 100% frauds than think that he is 100% fraud. So good. Don't debate him. Just pretend as if you still have a stranglehold on the media apparatus. Just pretend, because you don't. You don't, and you won't ever again. Because the people have spoken. The number one listened to thing in media that exists today. The Joe Rogan Experience Podcast. That's the truth. And y'all can't even dent it. Most of y'all can't put up one 20th of what he does on a given podcast, any of them. One 20th. You're fucking irrelevant. The only thing you control is the elderly because they can't figure out how to get podcasts on their phone. Maybe just joking. YouTube. So yeah, just rest on your laurels. Think that your bureaucratic might can suppress us eternally and will never push back. I wish you luck. Now, before we get out of here, I got to show you this. As you guys know, Donald Trump was indicted and actually arrested briefly in Miami of all places. That's where I'm from. For those that don't know, that's where I live. I should say. And Rachel Maddow and MSNBC who have given Dr. Hotez all the mic time he wants uninterrupted for years straight, despite his track record of being a complete liar. This is their take when Trump gave his press conference uh, a week ago after being indicted. Post to. Now, I need to say that former President Trump has just started uh, making public remarks, just as he did on the evening of his first arraignment on criminal charges. That was April, when he was booked on 34 felony counts brought by the state of New York. Now, tonight, after his arraignment on federal felony charges, he's speaking again, this time to an audience of his supporters that's gathered for a, a campaign fundraiser tonight at his, his golf club and summer home in New Jersey. Um, we knew heading into this that he was planning to make these remarks. We are prepared for his pre-fundraiser remarks tonight to again be essentially a Trump campaign speech. Because of that, we do not intend to carry these remarks live. Um, as we have said before in these circumstances, there is a cost to us as a news organization to knowingly broadcast untrue things. We are here to bring you the news. It hurts our ability to do that if we live broadcast what we fully expect in advance to be a litany of lies and false accusations, no matter who says them. And I do not say this with any glee. <laughs> I hope it is clear that this is not a glib decision. We take our responsibilities seriously. We revisit decisions like this all the time. We make the best call that we can in real time every time. 
But tonight, our call is this. We will monitor that speech by the newly indicted former president. We will not carry his remarks live. If he says anything newsworthy, we promise we will turn that right around and bring it back to you. All right, so, oh God, this is so fucking crazy, guys. <laughs> this is so crazy. So as far as I know, this is the first time in American history that a former or sitting president has been indicted um, on criminal charges. And we're talking hundreds of years behind bars if he's convicted and you know sentenced to the worst possible. And what this is about is that he held on to some documents that were confidential that allegedly he shouldn't have, even though as a president, he has the right to, you know, unclassify or whatever it's called. Uh, whatever he wants, but he didn't do so while he was in the White House. So they asked for these documents back. He didn't turn them over in, a, in the time necessary. So now he's got to go to jail forever. And guess what? MSNBC, who, by the way, lied to you through their fucking teeth. Maddow in particular, I can't play the clip because I know it will get me kicked off. Uh, but she lied to you real, real bad. Okay. She said that something was going to work for sure to stop the spread. That's what she said. She lied. Does that, should, should MSNBC apologize for having aired that? What about Fauci? What about Hotez? What about all these quack lying motherfuckers that you put up consistently for years? What about them? No, no, no. The former president, first time in fucking American history, he gets indicted and you go, this is his first time being able to speak to the American people. We're not going to bring it to you because there might be some lies in it. How do you know that they're lies? Well, you fucking can't possibly know because he's laying out his defense. Is that not newsworthy? Do we not have a right to defense in this country anymore? Because if that's the case, well, then fuck, we got a whole nother ball game in front of us, don't we? That you can't lay out your own defense. Jesus. What is wrong with these people, man? What is wrong with these people? Uh, however you want to feel about Trump, however you want to feel about him or Dahmer or any sort of mass murdering psychopath, you need to believe in due process, folks. And you need to believe in free speech. And you got to drop this entire platforming bullshit. The guy was the president just three years ago. He doesn't have the capacity to just say his opinion as to whether or not he should be in prison for hundreds of years on your network. You news channel, you what the fuck? How do you fact check something before he talks? How the fuck do you do that? Are you psychic? I don't think you are, because if you were psychic, you wouldn't have been wrong about everything for three fucking years, would you? Jesus. Oh, sorry for yelling. Yes, they're not psychic, okay? They're not. What the fuck are you doing? I'm sorry. I'm sorry for getting so upset. All right, so this is the uh, this is the even crazier thing about it. And Dave already pointed this out on part of the problem, but I got to make the same point because I caught it too. And the rest of the fucking indie media has been totally silent about silent about this. But the whole reason that that Trump got hemmed up is because he's sitting on these documents, and Mark Milley, who's a total fucking scumbag traitor in my opinion. I don't know for sure, but 
That's my opinion. Uh, he has been claiming, even wrote a book, I think, or at least it was in a book, um, that he was responsible for preventing in the final days of Trump's presidency before he was ousted, uh, that he was planning to do something crazy like invade Iran. And during this interview for a book, because I guess someone's writing a book on Trump or maybe they're just writing a book and they wanted to have Trump's you know, opinion and Trump's stupid enough to actually talk to them. Trump, stop talking to your enemies, dude. What are you doing? So dumb. Anyways, uh, so during this interview, basically what Trump says, I've, I've read the transcript. Basically what Trump says is, you know, Millie said that he was like, he's really upset with Millie. He's like, Millie was saying he prevented me from evading Iran. He's like, well, check these documents out right here. This is from, it, it was a higher up in the military. They don't say who it is, but I'm betting a lot of money. This is again, this is my opinion that it was fucking Millie. And he goes, these are the documents proving it wasn't my idea to invade Iran. This was from fucking Millie. And this is why. Trump, in my opinion, held on to those documents because he wanted to prove it. He wanted to have the capacity to prove, hey, what they're saying about me is bullshit. And the whole reason that we're not in a war right now is actually because of me. I think that's why he held on to them. That's my honest opinion. I could totally be wrong. There's, there's way too little information for me to be certain here. But after reading as much as I possibly can on this, I'm pretty damn sure, pretty sure that that's what happened. That Trump knew that he was on his way out and he's like, well, I prevented World War III, so let's hold on to these. <laughs> Allegedly, they still haven't found the documents, by the way, which is really wild because that could mean that Trump is still sitting on them. If that's true, that's totally crazy. Um, but essentially, the, the people that were writing the book, they held on to the, I think it was, I don't know if it was just audio or if it was audio and video, but they have him on hot mic basically saying what I just described to you. And I'm like, God, I can't wait to hear that. And I really hope we find out what those documents were. And if I'm right, that it, it was actually them that were prodding him to invade Iran. And they were like, yo, these are the plans. And he was like, no, thanks. Um, and then Millie spins it on him and says, this lunatic was planning to invade Iran because they were probably getting in front of the story to you know, cover up their tracks, <sighs> dirty folks, super dirty. I know, granted, this is, I think this is Trump's uh, perspective on this and I'm not, I'm not going to bat for him. I don't know if that's, if, if his perspective is correct. I don't, I just, just being honest with you. I don't know for sure, but I don't trust Millie. I know he's full of shit. So um, my assessment, knee jerk reaction. I'm on Trump's side for this one. I think that he's probably telling the truth, but TBD, we'll find out. Anyways, point in all this is to say, this is the new America, man. This is where, this is what they think they're going to do. That because they have the illustrious MSNBC airwaves that don't even do a million viewers per night. There's podcasts like Tim Pool does over a million between views and listens every night. What the fuck are we talking about? You think you're big time? You ain't shit, homeboy. Rachel Maddow with your massive multi-multi-million dollar contract. You ain't shit. You're indoctrinating a handful of lunatics. It don't matter. You are losing egregiously. But you think, oh, we're not going to bring this to our audience because we don't know he could tell a lie. In fact, we're so certain he's going to lie that we're not going to air it. 
And if he if he happens to tell the truth, which God knows how they assess what's true or not, given that they just assume everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie, well then we'll bring it to you. We'll bring it right back to you. And we want to make sure that you know we're not we're not making this decision flippantly. God no, we would never. We would never. <laughs> Just a very modeling attitude. Oh, I'm so sorry, but, you know, we make this decision. The, the gravity of this moment is really significant. Look, we've had presidents and scandals in the past. Did you deplatform Bill Clinton? What about George Bush? Did you deplatform him? No? Okay. What the fuck changed, guys? You, like, I really, I hope... My younger audience in particular is really internalizing this because you guys probably are thinking, especially if you're, you know, in your teens, you've now lived through four years of absolute insanity, honestly, eight years because 2015 on, it's just been fucking nuts. So if you're 18 years old, you've never known the America I'm talking about. You were too young to even understand what I'm talking about. I'm not talking down to you. I'm just being real. Like you were too young. You were fucking eight, nine years old before America totally lost its mind. I'm sorry. First off, let me just start by saying, I am sorry. That sucks. I'm trying my best to bring it back for you. I really am. Um, but man, this is a big shift. Like really process how big of a shift this is. A sitting president indicted based off of most likely a directive from the sitting president. And also Trump just happens to be his number one contender for the White House. And it ain't fucking close, like not at all close. And in fact, Trump is the favorite to win, to be the next president. And they're like, we're not going to bring you his comments as to whether he's guilty or innocent. The fuck you're not. That is so crazy. That is so crazy. I just can't even believe it. I like I I genuinely can't believe it. I can't believe any of this. I can't believe. I know this sounds like it probably seems like I'm acting or something. I can't believe any of this. I can't believe that people think that debate's bad. I can't believe that people think that platforming former presidents that are being prosecuted for the fucking rest of their lives, and you just won't let them have a word about it. You won't let them say their piece. Man, free speech is in jeopardy, yo. Super jeopardy. Double jeopardy. <laughs> Final Jeopardy. It is so sketchy out here. Like, this is so dangerous. And and yet, these people will call us fascists. The fuck? I'm just trying to talk. I'm just trying to have open dialogue and a conversation. And a fair election. That's all I want, man. And the abolition of everything. But, you know, setting that aside. What? We're the fascists? Y'all hear yourselves? Holy shit. So crazy. All right. So I'll get out of here on this. Um, just wanted to say I'm going to have on two awesome guests Monday, Tuesday. The reason I'm doing three episodes back to back to back is because I am headed to California for a beautiful family re reunion with my entire family. Over 50 people are going to be there. So I had to do it. I haven't seen them in a couple of years now. Um, or many of them in over a year at least. And I got to go. I got to go. So I'm going to do that. So from Wednesday until Monday, I'm going to be MIA. So because of that five days off, I'm going to give you three days back to back to back. Best I could do. I hope you, 
Hope you enjoy them. I think they're going to be bangers. And if you enjoyed this one, make sure you hit the like button right now and then you hit the subscribe button right now. And then you share this shit with everybody you know just to let them know how fucking crazy this world is because, oh my God, it's so crazy. Please, please just let them know. Even if you don't share this, just tell them. Like, do you understand how crazy this is? And like, we're not going to continue down this path because we know it ends in absolute disaster. So we're not going to do it. World War Three, bad. Deplatforming everyone that we think is wrong about anything ever, very, very bad. Uh, fighting against any sort of free speech or dissent or anything like that. Calling everyone that disagrees with us fascist, even though we're acting like fascists. Bad, 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 bad. All of it's bad. Let everyone you know it's bad. Very important. You need to stop being afraid of them thinking you're bad and start letting them know, hey, everything that's happening right now, it's actually the bad thing. I'm not the bad thing. Everything that's happening is the bad thing. And then let's change it. Let's fucking change it real, real quick. Cause it's, uh, it's going to end in disaster. If you want to support my work, go to libertylockdown.locals.com and make sure you leave a comment, make a, make a, you know, uh, significant other in the comments, uh, just drop it down there. Say, you know, your income and, uh, your social security number. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Jesus Christ. Don't do that. But if you put your income, you might get a response by some, some lovely lady. Uh, and if you want to pick up any merch, uh, Liberty Lock or excuse me, toplobster.com. Uh, but probably most important, libertylockdown.locals.com to help support the show. And yeah, I love you guys a whole, whole bunch. God, what a crazy world. We're going to win though. I know it doesn't seem like it. I know, I know I just went through an hour of just insane ranting and you're like, Clint doesn't think we're going to win. I do. I honestly do. And you know why? Because people that are willing to debate have the courage of their convictions. I am willing to debate you on anything I deeply believe and even things I don't because it's just fun. I enjoy the challenge of intellectual back and forths. I enjoy it. And I feel like most of y'all are that type because otherwise you probably wouldn't be listening to this. You'd probably be following the science, trusting Fauci and all that. So the people that are willing to have their, their, their beliefs challenged and to reflect on them and to discuss and debate it, those are the people that will rule the next millennia. I have faith in that because the alternative is too horrifying. And ultimately, how the fuck are they going to beat us? These people are so unimpressive. If you never get challenged, how do you get better? It's like, it's like expecting to be the strongest man in the world and you never lift. Like We lift every fucking day we lift. Did they ever lift? No. They just... They just like say the same thing to each other every single day. And they go, I agree with that. I agree with that. And we're like, yo, I disagree with all y'all. Let me tell you why. And then they go, oh, I disagree with you. Let me tell you why. And then we're like, bah, 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 bah. and they're like, yeah, well, look at these idiots, these conspiracy theorists that are debating their ideas. We already have all the truth. It came down to us on high from Lord Fauci. What? We're going to lose to these people? Not a fucking chance. All right. We're out of here. Peace. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown. Please scan your barcode. Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from and where did it go?